We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pizzapia. This, of course, my co-host, my esteemed co-host, Todd Zola. What's happening, Todd? Welcome back. Where did they go? Oh, well, you know, I mean, the weekend came and went and, you know, how'd you spend your weekend? How, how was everything for you? Uh, it was good. It was uh, in, in, between, in between graduation weekend, so I got a little ah. bit of a... Uh, I didn't, I'm not graduating. I mean, not anymore anyway. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe I still, you go back to school. I, I, well, maybe you I, still got have, your, you know. I still have that didn't study for the test and you're going to fail dream. But other than that, uh, I, I think you do this, not. You do not still have that oh, dream after do. all these years. I absolutely oh. do. Oh, um, no after, one studies harder than you, Todd Zola. Well, that, well it's, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't need people tweeting in the, uh, the psychology of that dream. I'm pretty, pretty aware of it. But at this point, uh, I think at 54 years old, I'm done graduating. Yes. No more school for you. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But we are going to educate you today here on the DFS podcast presented by FanDuel. So let's get to it. Top of the board. It's that, was, that, that night. That was a smooth segue. You like that? That's me, baby. I'm, uh, you know, I, I keep it real. That's smooth. That's, I'm the sultan of segue. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, $12,600. Now, I'm making it a point that I actually went and create a lineup here that I think is, uh, how do I put this, responsible, a responsible Clayton Kershaw lineup. I think that's the best way I could say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy to do at 12600 and I think as I get to it, I don't want to reveal it now. I want to save it. See, that's what we call it. See, I did a segue. Now I'm going to do a tease. See, wow. I'm just pulling out all – that's it. That's the only two tricks I've got. I've wow. only got two radio tricks, and that's it. So I pulled one. Now here's the second one. Do you think – Despite the cash game appeal, Clayton Kershaw, is it almost impossible at twelve thousand to really come up with a lineup that you like? I found one here to actually left money on the table, but I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, the the first thing I do is check the price. The second thing I do, I've got you know as as a lot of people do have the you know, price per 
or points per dollar mm-hmm. uh, calculation. And when he's when when Kershaw is you know he, he always obviously profiles to score the most points. But when his bang for the buck is still top five, which he is right. tonight, I try extra hard. I have not taken the step that you've taken to actually try to build a lineup. I've gone through some prices and and highlighted guys that I think could be in a Kershaw lineup. I haven't actually put it together yet. But um, on nights like tonight where, like I said, the bang for the buck isn't just it's, – it's, it's there. I try really, really hard. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, here you go. I'll, uh, I'll go through the lineup real fast. And all of these guys are pretty darn cheap. I got Jed Bandy in there, a catcher at 25. I got Matt Adams against Tyler Glass now, who practically is a AAA pitcher anyway. So I'm thinking Matt Adams has a good shot at 2,200. Adams already hit a bomb well on Monday. I know. And I got Jed Lowry at 2,300. Having a pretty good season. Jed yep. Jerko, I know it's against Kershaw, but here's the key to my lineup. Jed Jerko is $1,900. Now, if Jed Jerko's in that lineup, I don't care he's in against Kershaw. Maybe he just gets a hit. Maybe he does just something for me. But at that price, it's enough that it allows me to go up there. I got Swanson at shortstop. And then who's been hot lately. And then I got Domingo Santana, Alvisal Garcia, and Joey Bats to round out the outfield. And I don't think that's a terrible cash game lineup with Kershaw because I've got some power potential in there. Yeah. The only thing, without knowing prices, the only thing with cash would be, I don't know that I like Joey Bats in cash. So if I could figure out a way to get, to get Jericho out and get Joey Bats out. Well, you could. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what you yeah. do. You go, yeah, you go down there in the outfield, you scroll around there. But I'm yeah. looking at Joey Bats with Jimmy Nelson on the mound there, and I'm thinking, well, yeah. Jose's on a on a nice tear, and Jimmy Nelson's been one to give up home runs. So there Not you go. this there, year, though. Not this well, year. It, it, you know, he. I don't know if a, tri- a Tiger changes his stripes over one season, but these are all guys who are you know very cost efficient. Most of them under 3K in the infield. That it gives you an idea that yeah, you can do it. You can absolutely go in there. Uh, you can take a chance on a guy like Mike Zanino who just got back and try to build that lineup. But let's talk about some other pitchers in case you don't want to go up and cause that headache. Let's talk about Lance McCullers, who is – I mean, he, he's gone well past my expectations mm-hmm. this year. Um, you're still going to have those inefficient starts. He's going against Jordan Zimmerman, the Detroit Tigers, but the last four starts he's at 37 or more points. What are your thoughts on McCullers tonight? My base, my main thoughts are if I'm pay, even if it's I know there's a few hundred dollars savings. Mm-hmm. I, I let you know vacuum it like McCullers. I do a, a lot. Uh, Detroit can be hand. Well, they, it's a few thousand dollars compared to Kershaw. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, McCullers. Uh, Detroit can be handled. They're also dangerous, but they can be handled. But uh, if I'm paying anything in the five digits, I still try to get Kershaw in. But in a vacuum, um, I I I do like McCullers. All right, let's talk about Rick Porcello, too. He's at home, 8,900 against Texas. Now, uh, you know, I understand maybe Porcello hasn't been quite as good as he was last year, but he is going against Andrew Kasher. He is at home in Boston. And in terms of return on investment for 8,900, to me, I think this might be the most logical play on the board. Now, it's probably going to be a little chalky. It's probably going to be some high ownership. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong. Yeah, I don't know if I like it necessarily for, uh, for for tournament games. I don't know if the strikeout upside is there, but uh, if if you if you can't if you're not comfortable with your Kershaw cash lineup, I do have Porcello down as the next cash guy. All right, let's talk about Danny Duffy a second here. It's going against Jordan Montgomery. Uh, lefties in the past few years give the Yankees all kinds of problems. His last start against the Yankees was dazzling, ten strikeouts. Is that a positive or a negative in your mind facing a team twice in the same week? 
I, I don't like to think I like to use the research and the research says it shouldn't really matter. Um, yeah, it's it, you use uh, all that research and you still have bad dreams. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, well, long story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, next, next time we'll buy a, we'll bring a couch in. Oh, this you is know. great. Yeah, I'm gonna go smoke a pipe for this podcast. That's <laughs> um, all, let me get my pipe. Hold on a second. Lay down and tell me, tell me, tell me, what was your mother like, Todd? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so what do we have? We've got uh, Vargas. <laughs> look, look at you trying to get out of this. All right, yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah. Vargas faced the Yankees last night, having having uh, the Yankees were the only team that really hit him the first time around. Now you said that the lefties. It's just so weird. The Yankees are hitting lefties this year, but anytime you parse data after eight weeks versus lefties, I don't know how actionable it is. But they're not getting, you know, they're not getting baffled by them. And you think, well, with Ellsbury and, and Gardner, maybe they they should, but they yet they're not. So I don't know. I don't see that as a cash play. I I get it. I get it as a uh, as a tournament option though for Duffy. The price he's priced down a bit based upon where he was. You know, last year he he's. he's the price is edging down because he's not pitching as well. So sure for a tournament, but I don't know how much I like. I don't like it for cash. All right. So where else are you in the tournament? What other pitcher to you kind of pops up there? Uh, I, I assume you're not feeling strong enough to take a chance on returning Joe Ross at 6,000, although it certainly allows you pretty much your your will in terms of offense. No, uh, not not really. Not into the Ross thing. Now for tournaments – it's Biagini, the guy that I'm looking at. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, again, just the 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 strikeout potential in Milwaukee is just is, is pretty high. So it that I mean, we're talking tournaments. That's what you look for for tournaments. Uh, that's where I'm looking at is, is Biagini as a tournament play. Um, there's there's actually there's more decent pitchers in the board than than we're normally used to seeing, which is kind of, it's kind of weird to see these, uh, to see some decent names. Well, here, here I'm going to throw one out at you against an offense that has certainly uh, all or nothing in terms of output. An offense is very home run reliant, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really manufacture runs very well. In his last two starts, you're talking about a guy who's gone 13 strikeouts and 13 innings or 14 innings, excuse me. You're about Yoli Sashin. Against the Mets at 6,900. I'm looking yeah. at him. Yeah. I know the Padres are a tough, you know, sell. But at the same time, I mean, that Met offense is not exactly raking in the runs. Yeah, and they got Harvey and, and who, 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 who just you just don't know. I think you just and, walked somebody just now during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, this, we, some of these not good San Diego pitchers are pitching good. So I don't know. It's weird stuff going on there. Yeah, that, there's, nothing, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that one. Um, I know it's really not for the whole, it caught me, not coming off guard trying to think. Um, well, look, be a genie. I'm, I'm fascinated that you said be a genie, not, not because of the price, but because of the fact that it's in Milwaukee, which I know there's some strikeouts in that lineup, but that Milwaukee lineup's been pretty stout of late. And, and I'm just fascinated by that one because this is a guy who almost is guaranteed to not give you the opportunity for at least a quality start because I have a hard time buying even on a good start of his. He's getting out of the fifth inning unscathed. Oh, he's been uh, he, just because he's been out of the bullpen. He's been pitching six innings a lot. This is, I mean, this is the game theory of a tournament play. It's a a low owned guy that I think that has upside, and that's at a low price. And that's right. what Biagini is. All right, he hasn't right. pitched. Are you right? He hasn't pitched six innings yet. No, he hasn't. I, I think he's getting closer <laughs> to that point. They're getting him a little bit more stretched out. Uh, I don't. Last time he gave up five runs and four innings. I think he was ready to go six last time that's why he's, uh, that's you know, that's baked into the price and 
it's baked into the, the, the ownership level. Well, and this is why I say for a couple, you know, for a hundred dollar clothes, it's uh, $600 more. Shasin, I'm looking at that guy as a tournament play. And this is why it's a good debate. This is what we like to do on the show. But Shasin, I see against the Mets coming off two solid starts who can be efficient on a Mets offense that does not create runs. And I'm thinking that that's not a terrible situation there. So uh, this is uh, certainly good fodder. I've got one more cash well, game see, question for you. Is a better play. The ownership will be there. If you're looking for almost no ownership, that's where Biagini comes in. Fair enough. Now, one more. We know we got uh, Carlos Carrasco. Looks like he's going to make his next start, though. But are you a little bit too scared off of the opportunity that maybe just perhaps that he doesn't make it through that start based on you know him being iffy in the first place for it? Coming off that yeah, pectoral if injury? I, if, I, if, I, if I'm running multiple lineups, he's probably a tournament pitcher for me. But if I'm a one or two lineup guy, it's definitely not in cash. Uh, the upside's always there. But as you mentioned, so is the, uh, so is the early shower potential. <laughs> it, it's not a, it, the ups, you know, again, it's, it's GPP game theory. If he's gonna, people are going to be off of him, and there's a ton of upside. All right, let's get over to the catcher position. Uh, let's go through here. I mentioned earlier that Zanino's coming back. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but that's one that could be a huge savings for you. I think Jed Bandy at 2,500 at home against Biagini, I think is certainly worthy of a value, a catcher. Mm-hmm. We always like to go down to the board. We talk about the other guys. You know, Young Gomes had himself a big game the other day. You see this rolling over as Young Gomes finally maybe got the matchup against Amir Garrett, the lefty. Is this a chance maybe you ride the hot hand a little bit here at 2,900? Yeah, I haven't figured out a pattern. I think I, he'll probably be playing with catchers. I try to I – mean, he, he is getting the lion's share of games at this point. I believe yeah, you're probably right. He'll probably be playing. But, yeah, at that price, at that price point in the decent park against a weak pitcher, absolutely. All right, re, uh, JT Real Muto is at 2,800 against Jesse Hahn. Now, we didn't mention Jesse Hahn, but that's another guy who – has been pretty darn good in terms yes, of quality yes. starts and returns. Yes, and that might be another guy that maybe yeah, he was in the mid price range. We kind of went high and low. He's kind of, we in the did. Mid. He isn't kind of low. And I think it's, it's good that we just kind of mention him again. Yeah, as, he's he's certainly yeah. a worthy yeah. option against yeah. the Marlins who have not <laughs> necessarily set the world on fire either. How about Matt uh, Wieters at 2,700? I'm kind of shake my head at this because, you know, he's going against Christian Bergman and I'm thinking to myself, why is that Matt Weider salary still just hovering around that $2,700 mark? I, I understand that there's, you know, a relative floor there where you say, man, most of the time you're looking at like maybe a three times value return, but there's not a whole lot of catchers that have that kind of, you know, 25 point potential that Weeders does have. And he has shown that this year before. Yeah. I don't know. I don't try to figure out the pricing. You just try to figure out who to use at the pricing. Um, and he, yeah, he, he's on the list. Uh, switch hitters always have, you know, always have the platoon advantage, obviously the uh, he's been hitting a little bit lower in the lineup, but that's a lineup that turns over enough and productive enough when they're on. So he's, you know, he's definitely in the picture. What about uh, Francisco Cervelli 2,700 against Julio Tehran? Is that another guy that you would consider the way Tehran's pitched lately? Uh, he, his struggles are against lefties. Mm-hmm. I can see going there, but I think there, there's some other places I'd prefer to go. All right, very good. Let's go over the first base. We mentioned Matt Adams already, this, but that's where you're supposed to ask me where would I prefer to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Where would you prefer to go? Oh, I'm sorry. There. No, it's a Todd. It's, Todd, tell me where, where would you prefer to go? Take right. me anywhere you want to go, Todd. I, I just take me away from all this podcasting. Uh, let's see. Actually, I have to check the lineup, but give give me a Chris Herman if he's catching against Covey at 2400. Uh, with McCann out, I'll take Gaddis against Gordon Zimmerman at 3200. 
and I don't mind the platoon edge with Sal Perez either with Montgomery at 33. Yeah, and, I like the Gaddis play there. You always got the chance for the big dong there. I, I like and, that. Yeah, especially because McCann is out with the concussion. I don't think he's back yet. So you're pretty sure he's going to play. And, heck, even even Gary Sanchez at 36. I Actually, there are some good plays at catcher. You don't have to go all the way down. Kershaw, you got to go down, right? <laughs> That's right. what I'm kind of hoping to Herman for a Covey. And, and uh, there, was, there was one more. Uh, Maybe I'll find it, but yeah. So that that's kind of the uh, where I was headed with catchers. Uh, the the Kershaw catcher, um, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it must have been. It must have been hoping that uh, Herman played. All right, first base, top of the board. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Joey Votto, Anthony Rizzo, Cabrera. But you know, Votto's got Carrasco, Rizzo's got Cueto, Cabrera's got McCullers. Some of these top guys right. are facing some top pitchers. Now that doesn't mean that they're out of play. In fact, sometimes that's opportunity because sometimes that'll keep some of the players off of those batters. But they're the best for a reason. Miguel Cabrera's a Hall of Famer for a reason, so don't necessarily just throw them out the window. But let's go back a little bit lower, talk about some value. I know Eric Thames dealing with the leg injury, though. But if he is in there and playing and all is well, 3,600 to me against Toronto, against Biagini, to me that seems like a, a no-brainer. Uh, I think there's a bigger no-brainer out there. For oh, a little bit less what work. is it? It's Mitch Moreland and Andrew Kashner. Yes. Back in Fenway. Mitchy the kid. Yeah, double doubles machine, starting to pick it up again in Oakland, facing Kashner, Fenway Park. It's just a hunch. You know, Homer, Homer call here. I'm in Boston. But uh, this this could be the, the there's always a homestand that the, the Red Sox just go goofy. This could be the one. Um, we we touched on another pitcher a week pitcher before. You have to flip a coin when well, not flip a coin. Decide between Encarnacion and Carlos Santana. The prices I mean Encarnacion is actually cheaper. So there there to me is the uh, the um, tournament play. Carlos Santana a bit safer for for cash game play. But that's uh, that's another place to look. Is uh, again picking on Amir Garrett out in Cincinnati. Let's talk about a guy who's got four home runs in his last seven games, and that's Justin Smoke heading into yep. Monday's action. Yep, got him. That's another one, 3,500 in Milwaukee, certainly a good spot there. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking about this the other night on my show. Kind of like that path almost. It's like eerily similar to Chris Davis, another Texas prospect, rejected, couldn't quite figure it out there, bounced around a little bit, finally ends up in the spot, finally getting some more playing time, and now all of a sudden – and around the age 29, 30, starting to develop into the player that everybody thought he might be. Yeah, our colleague Tristan Cockcroft at ESPN wrote a piece um, on, on players to buy high. I don't know if I coined that term, but I know – I I'm mean, i going to pretend I, that you did. I so hadn't let's heard say, it it's before, yours. and other people are now using it. The idea being – and we're talking a little seasonal here, but it pertains. The idea being, uh, when, you know, you always hear sell high – players that are playing well but are going to continue to play well. They'll fall, but they'll land higher than we think. Smoke is one of those players. Uh, they are, in other words, the underlying metrics, the contact, the, the, the exit velocity, all that sort of stuff is, uh, is for real. Left-handed swinger against Nelson, you, you mentioned. He does, you know, he's not giving up homers this year. He has given up in the past. Milwaukee, the best left-handed hitting park, I believe, in the game, mm-hmm. hitting Smoke. So, sure, that's, 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 that's absolutely in play. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm all over there. And as we mentioned already, Matt Adams, 2200 against Tyler Glass. Now I'm telling you guys, 2200. That's that's a fantastic price to pair with Kershaw. That's gonna go up quick. Yeah, so take advantage of it now before it does. Uh, because look, 
some of the knock on Matt Adams has been, you know, can he hit major league pitching? But Tyler Glasnow is not quite a major league pitcher, so you no, don't have to worry well, the about knock that. Knock on Adams is can he hit lefties? He's always been able to hit major. Well, I mean, uh, he hasn't hit lefties for sure. We all know that, but the rest of the body work is still questionable. Look, I'm always been a Matt Adams guy. I think part of it too is condition and how you. I, I think he's in. You know, you hear this phrase often, best shape of your life. But I look at Matt Adams like, okay, that's the best looking version of Matt Adams I've seen. So I, I think there's a certain point where you know you're. You're, you're lucky to get a change of scenery, and he's got that. He's got an opportunity here with two months of straight playing time where he can play himself yeah. somewhere into that team or play himself onto another team, and I think that's, that's what you want to do if you're Matt Adams here. Uh, second base, let's go over there. Top of the board, Jose Altuve, 41, Daniel Murphy, 39, Dozier, 38, uh, and then you've got Ian Happ, who's all the way up to 35. Now, I know there's some weather potentially in this game, but mm-hmm. if Ian Happ is in the lineup, is that – $3,500 enough for you to get excited. I know he's had a hot start. I know he's been hitting at the top of the order sometimes too. Are you excited about Ian Happ at 35 or is that kind of scary you because you haven't seen enough of him yet? No, it's fine. It's a tournament. It's a tournament play. Um, it's hard. It depends what, where you're rolling as far as your tournaments go in the lower entry tournaments. You know, the, the people love the prospects are all over Happ in the higher entry tournaments. There's that's more, you know, it's more where the sharks and, smart sit and they're off of him just because they you know they they don't go they don't follow the hype they fade the hype so that's that's more the thing it is if I, I think and i don't i don't swim with the sharks a lot so uh i will probably i'll probably be fading the hype in the lower tournament numbers so i probably won't have him but i, I think he will be in play as much because of the name as anything else mm-hmm. yeah he's another guy too that's been red hot now the the price has climbed but it hasn't gotten out of control yet. It's only 3,100. And as Devin Travis, uh, another one going against him, like I said, I mean, he's getting two hits, three hits a night. I mean, he's got multi-hit games in nine of the last or uh, 12, I think, where he's in or somewhere close to that. So we're talking about a guy who's just seeing everything. And as ice cold as he was for the first six weeks, that's how red hot he's been for the last two. And at 3,100 in that ballpark, I think you can feel pretty good about Devin Travis. Anybody else at second base that floats Todd Zola's boat? No, I'll just, just, I'll just piggyback on the Travis, which is going to segue into a, a point when we get to the outfielders. We talked about Nelson and, and home runs. Uh, the other aspect of Nelson's game, and, I, and this still is the case, he's really easy to steal on. And yeah. Travis, Travis has been running lately. So I'm not a ton, but running lately. So to, to me, if you're looking for your floor, your floor second baseman to fit in there in a Kershaw lineup, it's a little bit pricey, but I think you can make it happen. So tra- Travis is the guy that I am looking at uh, for, for both the floor and the ceiling in, uh, on Tuesday night. All right, let's go over to shortstop right now. Uh, obviously, shortstop this year has been a place where, huh. well, I mean, it's been wiser to pay up and get some sure things because some of these guys towards the bottom there, there's just not enough floor. Uh, let's talk about Corey Seager at 3,600 against Lance Lynn. I know Lynn's been very good this year, but – the lefty-righty matchup, I mean, Corey Seager's just crushing right-handed pitching this year. Yep. It's hard not to like that price. I think it's very reasonable. Yep. Kind of a hard one to pair with Kershaw, but at the same time, that's where I'm going first. Who, who really caught your eye tonight at shortstop where you like the matchup, you like the price altogether? Uh, I guess, I mean, you're picking on Nelson. I'm picking on Garrett. I like Lindor at that price. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, – I don't you – know, sometimes you don't care about the platoon, and I, I like Bogarts and Kashner. Let's see. Um, How about Didi Gregorius at 32? I know it's going against Duffy, but 
Didi Gregorius has done nothing but hit since he's been back. I know the power hasn't been there, but I feel like that's just kind of a, more of an anomaly than a red flag right now because seeing the ball well, hitting the ball well, lefty-righty matchup. He's at home well, in Yankee Stadium. It's lefty-lefty. But the thing is oh, – I'm sorry, lefty-lefty. My apologies. Well, the thing, no, the thing in your head, you, I know you're thinking that he has reverse splits. And although I'm not ready to say he's got reverse splits, he's hitting lefties really well. Yes, he's so, in everything right now, Didi. And, and yeah. the, the knock on him is like, well, he's only got one home run since he's been back. But, you know, for a guy who missed a good chunk of the season to start, I don't think that's something I want to kill Didi Gregorius on at 3,200. Yeah. That, is, that is not awful at all. Another guy, right. Dansby Swanson, I mentioned well, earlier. Dansby Gregorius, just so people are aware. Oh, sure. he, he actually hit his second home run last night. Off of, oh, that's off right. Of, Number two. Off of, off of Vargas. There so, yeah, he's absolutely in play. And you know what? There's a, um, you know, man, I don't know. Will, will, will people be on that because he's lefty-lefty or people be off and hits lefties? That's one of those tough ownership calls because you can go a narrative either way on that one. All right, let's talk about Zach Cozart. I know the matchup yeah. is against the righty there. Is 2,900 enough of a discount against Carlos Carrasco to get you excited no. about how good Cozart? No? No, 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 no. I don't think there's anything to get me excited about Cozart. Well, it's he is at home in Cincinnati. He's yeah. been pretty keep darn trying. good this year. Keep trying. No, keep trying. All right. All right. I can't, uh, no, can't it's Co- it, it, At the end of the day, it's still Zach Cozart. He's not a he's not nearly as horrible as, as we may have thought he was a couple of years ago. But he doesn't he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't have the uh doesn't have the home run potential to speed. He just I mean he's gonna get you can go one for four with a you know with a run, which is nice, but I want more than that. All right, Dansby Sponson, twenty eight hundred. It's another one that I was talking about. Uh, also, last couple of contests, nineteen twenty four, and a cold streak for two games, and right back on the horse, thirty four fifteen thirteen. So the points are coming. He's going against Glass now, so I, I imagine you know you're lucky to get five innings at the Glass now. I don't know how good those five innings are going to be. You're going to get into some of the underbelly that middle. Uh, you know, middle relief core, and I think that's another guy you can certainly keep on your radar if you're looking to go all the way up to the top of the board and you need to find some salary relief. Third base, Chris Bryant, 4,200. Jake Lamb, 4,100. Noah Arenado, 41. Travis Shaw, all the way up to 4K. Of these top guys at third base, any of these guys kind of peek out to you you think are good values tonight despite the high salary? I don't know about value. I think they're fine. I mean, I think if you, you can use any of them, but I'm not going to. It's not. It's just because they're good hitters in a pretty good place. I don't think there's any pricing that that's going to really uh, turn you on. Real quick on Swanson. One of the reasons I, I like Swanson too is Glasnow's issues is walks, and even in through in through his slumps, Swanson's still walking. So even a, a walk still gets you points, and at that price, that's all he really needs is a walk or two to re, you know to at least break even. So I, I agree with you on Swanson. I'll all let right. I'll let you pick the high price third baseman. Oh, me, the high-priced third baseman? Tell you the truth, I mean, I still like Nolan Arenado. You know, as long as the weather's clear, uh, give me Nolan Arenado. I know it's righty-righty. I don't care. I mean, Nolan Arenado's – Right. He's he's just a fantastic hitter all the way across the board. And I look at him and I say, okay, that's a guy that's capable of being a difference maker. You know, and and I think if I'm going to pay up for the top, I want to make sure that that kind of guy is out there. Now, as much as Travis Shaw has been good this year – as much as the matchup maybe is appealing. I don't know if I can get behind 4K for him. I don't know if I feel no. that comfortable. I'd rather go 41 and pay, take Lamb over Lamb. With well, and that's why I'm saying it. And I'm, and I'm just saying to myself, okay, Arenado, Lamb. And, and I'm not trying to knock Travis Shaw at all, and I know he's been very good lately, and yeah. I know Biagini's probably going to be a, a sitting duck for him. But at the same time, 
I don't know. When did you get up? If it was 3,700, I'd feel better about it. And I know it's a small difference, but that's enough where $300 can make a difference somewhere else for me yeah. and help me out another spot. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about Michael Franco for a second. What's going on there? I mean, it dropped in the lineup. I mean, he started off slow, but the power numbers were still around. Are we, are we seeing just a, a complete you know, regression here from Michael Franco, or is this basically just maybe a guy slumping and pressing and eventually going to turn it around? No, regression is not the word. We hear it all the time. Young players, you know, play well, pitchers adjust, and they have to adjust back. Uh, I think it's the slider that's killing them. And uh, there's a piece I haven't read it yet, but I have it noted to read where talking about how much he's getting eaten up by the slider makes the adjustment on the slider and pitchers now have to adjust back to him. So he's, I think that's what he's in the process of doing. So it's just, to me, it's just a the normal ebb and flow of a young, he's still a young player. He's, a, you know, he's not a kid, but he's still a young player. You know, the ebb and the maturation, you know, with the, with the trading off of adjustment periods. How about Kyle Seeger, the lefty bat against uh, Joe Ross coming back uh, from AAA? You think that's a spot there where maybe it'll sneaky play at 3,100? Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Seager fan in general. He's always in play for me, uh, especially, I mean, you know, he's in the lineup. Some, you, know, you like to get that late game exposure sometimes. So, uh, I, he's, he's, if it, yeah, anytime this is right, he's always in play for me. All right, any other third baseman that Todd Zola? Yeah, uh, if you want to turn him in play, depending on who you're going with pitching, uh, I'm, just, I'm anti-Patrick Corbin, and, you know, he hasn't done much, but I'll take Todd Frazier as my dart throw. And in a similar vein, if you really want to go cheap, uh, I think this could be used in a Kershaw lineup as David Freeze against Ari Dickey. Nice. Always find the Ari Dickey. 2,700, yeah. <laughs> All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. On to the outfield, Todd Zola. Now, I mentioned Joey Bats at 3,700. You're not too happy about that. Why? Why, why are you hating on the Joey Bats? Joey oh, no, Bats is finally hitting. That, that was your cash lineup. And my only point. It was? In my, if it, it, cash, and it ties into what I was talking about before. Kevin Pillar is $100 cheaper and he's been running. Uh, okay, me, fair, me, fair. For, for cash, not for tournament. For cash, give me Pillar against Nelson for $100 cheaper, and I'll be just a little happier. All right, how about the outfield tonight, though? I think there's a lot. I mean, I don't know how, you, how many uh, green check marks you have, but I got a lot in the I think there's a lot in the outfield tonight. How about those White Sox, by the way, and how they've handled left-handed pitching this year? I mean, the, that's something people don't talk about enough. But, I mean, one of those guys has been Avisel Garcia against Patrick Corbin. I know Corbin's had some good moments this year, but, I mean, Avisel Garcia, everyone keeps waiting for – you talk about maybe another buy-high guy. Is Avisel Garcia another one of them, and is he one tonight at 36? Yeah, no, yeah, it's weird with the White Sox. I mean, they weren't they weren't producing, but they weren't striking out. And when you talk about a t- player doing that, you talk about the player soon to break out. We don't often talk about teams in that nature, and I think that was, was probably an overlooked an overlooked fact. You know, uh, you know, a White. Well, Sox that's why I'm here. I like to bring up these things. Yeah. So uh, I think you put that point. But just in general, we don't they they the, as a team have been striking out. Eventually, that team's going to hit. Uh, if they're not striking out or they're going to go through a series uh, stretch, even if it's just, you know, ground balls finding holes. And I, we're beginning to see that. 
so yeah, and that was part of the Frazier call before too. So sure, um, I, I do like the White Sox in the spot. That's I mean I don't know if it's a contrarian stack, but I I would be looking at the White Sox if I'm looking for some uh, exposure or non non exposure. All right, how about uh, Corey Dickerson, another guy who just continues oh, to man. be red hot. Four thousand for him. The guys at three forty. He's got Matt Schumacher. Uh, your thoughts on him at four thousand? You think that's a good return tonight? You like the matchup? You like his stuff? I mean, it's at home where he's been very good as well. Yeah, Shumik is one of those guys that just you just just as you just as you get sick of him, he throws an inning gem. You put him back in, and he gets lit yeah. up. Yeah, uh, what but I like Dickerson, to call Wade Miley disease. That's yeah, what I like to call it. Dickerson Dickerson's in play. Fourth uh, K, it's not a no-brainer. Four K, I think you you try to make it work, but you don't. If it doesn't work, you don't take someone else out just to make it work all right well here here's a point of discussion four thousand dollar nelson cruz or four thousand dollar him yeah um you got Corey dickerson nelson cruz let's say you know that's where you're left and you're trying to get one of these bigger outfielders i know the matchup for cruz is equally interesting but i, I don't know man i feel like at this point Corey dickerson might be the better buy yeah, i think i might go with dickerson and on the, on tonight i mean there obviously are other nights we're right. up going with cruz i just ross you just don't know i, I still i still think he's is good and he did okay down on the farm they, they he did what he needed to do to get brought up he could have the old chip on his shoulder i know it's not football where you know, you can play physical and, and you know, do that. You know, baseball, I hate these. It's a revenge game. Well, okay, so he's all, he's all juiced. You know, I don't use the word juiced up because it has wrong. <laughs> he's all pumped up, but it's still baseball, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a pitcher, too. It's, yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. you can be pumped so, up for the first, you know, yeah. batter. And so, then after that, you got to settle down and do your yeah, job. You so, know what but, I mean? I think, yeah, I, I think that Dickerson is just, you know, he's just so tuned in against right-handed pitching, top of the order, hitting leadoff there. I think I would take him over Cruz. Now you mentioned Pilar already at thirty six hundred. Uh, who else below that range is really popping for you? There's some guys maybe value wise. Maybe you want to pay up in the infield, try to go up for a big cash game arm. Maybe some of these guys are around there. I mean, Yelich is thirty five. You got Keon Broxton at thirty five. You got Aaron Althair at thirty five. There's some names there, but is there anybody even? Keep going down. Yeah, who's under there that you really <laughs> come on? I don't be such couple a guys, tease, Zola. A couple guys, couple guys, been in the ball hard and it's starting to get results. Uh, JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr. against Jackie Bradley Jr. against Andrew Kashner mm-hmm. and Cargo, uh, the one that's still healthy, Carlos Gonzalez <laughs> against Zach Eflin. Uh, Cargo has been in. well. Usually, in all fairness, usually <laughs> either one of them that statement could be true. But continue. Well, oh, I thought you'd say that he's the real cargo and the. In, well, no, Carlos Gonzalez is the real cargo, but they're equally on the disabled yeah. list. But some. the point being, um, Carlos Gonzalez has been heading the ball hard lately, and I, it's not Colorado. Philadelphia's not a bad place to be. He's gonna. It's gonna start paying off for him. Got a couple knocks last night. Um, so I, if you, if you believe in the. It's not, I mean, it's, you kind of want to say believe in the predictability of hitting the ball hard lately, but I don't think it is predictable. But it's in, he's been hitting the bar, as has Bradley. Their recent stretch of, uh, you know, take a look on StatCast, been pounding the ball. So I, I like I like both of them. If I'm paying up, it's back to Eflin again. It's, you know, Charlie Blackman's in his own, been in, kind of in his own. He's even running a little bit now, too. So if I'm paying up, it's Blackman. If I'm paying down, we're looking at Bradley and, Gomez, and Gonzalez. 
Very good. He's Todd Zola. You can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. One more. One more. Oh, you got what? Wait, you got what? Oh, I, well, the bonus. Yeah. Wait. One Todd more. Zola's got the bonus. One See, more. this is why in, you have these dreams because you always want extra credit yeah, yeah, and you yeah. want to keep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me another yeah. name. Go it, ahead. It, it's we talked about Hap Zimmer Bradley Zimmer twenty five hundred against Garrett. That's a nice one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I don't know if he'll definitely be in That's there. That's a tournament play though, right? I mean, come on, with the with the amount of swig and miss that guy's got, it's gotta be a tournament only, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent positive. It's gonna be a left on left, and they haven't really shown yet if Zimmer's gonna be playing lefty. But um, you know, I, on second thought, you know what? I just wasted our time. I don't I don't like the left on left. I I thought I did, but I'm I sort of talked myself out of it. See, and this is why I you have these dreams. Yeah. You you gotta even, trust even don't with you know her, trust the process, Todd. Trust the it, process. It's not, it's not so much I don't like. I mean, there are times to use left on left, <laughs> and I just thought Garrett's so bad. But and, you know, that's a that's an extreme, <laughs> an extreme dart throw that I don't know if you like to throw those darts with. Well, Kershaw. look, hey, look. It, here's the thing: when you're playing multiple lineups, sometimes that's the little bit of strange that helps you separate yourself. Yeah. So it, I, I, it, I I don't think it I don't think it was such a bad bonus moment for you after all. <laughs> all right. Do the promo now. I'm sorry. No, hey, I love it. Again, this is why you have these dreams because you're always trying to do extra credit. You got to just be content being Todd Zola. Everybody loves you already, Todd. I have these dreams because I can't make a deadline. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter. He's up all night trying to make deadlines at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.